This, this is, is Free, free talk. talk. I talk, talk radio, radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria, and joined from the Marianas Islands by... It's me, Mark, on the Marianas, calling from the future. Yeah, the future. How, what is the time difference there? It's like 15 hours or something, but basically it's uh, 10 o'clock in the morning here the next day. Okay. Well, that's um, the next day? Are you guys that far ahead? Yes. Okay. I would so not have anticipated that. I'm on the other side that. of the international Okay. I thought it was more in the Hawaii area. I mean, obviously not near Hawaii, but I guess you're closer to actually like the Philippines and stuff. Yeah, I there's not it's it's near the Philippines is the best way to describe it. Um, there's it that little pointy part of uh, Australia points up towards it, and it's uh, parallel to the fat part of Thailand. So you know, uh, it's f- about fifteen hundred miles south of Japan. Okay, that makes more sense than why you went to Hong Kong first. So I, I assume you're you're a big fan of Tulsi Gabbard. So I assume you saw the news of uh, Tulsi suing Hillary Clinton for calling her a Russian asset. It's a pretty uh, well. I'm kind of proud of her for it. I mean, people shouldn't be able to just say things and get away with it. I mean, this is the new America where you can just. I don't know, say whatever you want to say and, uh, well, you know, whatever, uh, libel and slander. Those are old rules. Um, I mean, people should be responsible for what they say. When somebody as powerful as Hillary Clinton says something like, you work for the Russian government when you're a United States rep, um, especially one that has been opposed to Hillary for some time. I mean, maybe Hillary could make the argument that Tulsi is an unwitting asset or something you know like she's doing what the russians want her to do which you know i don't know what why does hillary clinton know what the russians want well that just seems to be the go-to line for anyone who challenges the system here in the united states and that's why for a while all of my social media posts were going up in russian because apparently gary johnson was a russian asset bernie sanders russian asset anyone who doesn't agree 100% with the official democratic narrative is a Russian asset in 2020. It's completely yeah, bizarre. Become the Democrats Benghazi. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I was just thinking more like their boogeyman, but yeah, certainly they're Benghazi. Yeah. So according to Reuters, democratic presidential contender, Tulsi Gabbard sued Hillary Clinton for defamation today, seeking at least $50 million in damages for harming her reputation by suggesting last year that one of the party's White House contenders was a Russian asset. What I find weird about this is that as much as I disagree with what Hillary said, doesn't she has the doesn't she have the free speech right to say things that are incorrect? Well, I mean, she has the right to say things that are incorrect, but she doesn't have the right to um, I mean, it depends on how somebody takes it, right? If somebody uh, believes that Tulsi Gabbard is colluding with the Russians, and let's not forget, uh, Tulsi had a meeting with Assad, so um, you know they they were all after her for that too. Um, if if they believe that she was actually meeting with the Russians because of what Hillary Clinton said, then um, Tulsi 
is going to win that. It should win that by, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how things are going to go anymore. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's Hillary Clinton. I mean, the judge could end up dead for all we know. But I mean, <laughs> it's it, likely that Tulsi could end up dead. In fact, there's some fake news going around uh, alleging that Tulsi included in the suit that she is not suicidal, has never been suicidal and doesn't anticipate being suicidal. <laughs> of course, that's not in there, but it's it's not unheard of that people who do things like this end up dead. The lawsuit evidently. There's a list of things on the Internet uh, of people that have, you know, um, crossed the Clintons in some manner or another who have uh, ended up dead. I don't um, I mean, it's kind of a conspiracy theory, but it it sure is a juicy one. It is. Yeah. And in the case of uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I think everybody really needs to understand that this is just a smear campaign. Tulsi never got a shot in this. Um, I mean, you know, most of the candidates were ignored that were at Tulsi's level, not Tulsi. Tulsi had smear articles out on her from the very first day. And the reason is because Tulsi Gabbard dropped out of the DNC to support Bernie Sanders in 2016. Yeah. And that made Hillary very upset. Upset, And that made basically the power structure of the Democratic Party upset. And she's Tulsi has continued to do things that have upset the Democrats, because why not? There's nothing she can do at this point. They've already said she works for Syria. They've already said she works for Russia. They've already said that she's, uh, you know, some idiot that uh, idiot peacenik. I mean, this is a I think a captain in the National Guard and a combat veteran that these chicken hawks are calling a coward. And I mean, I, yeah, this is a perfect case of what you accuse somebody of doing. um, They, they become like Tulsi has risen up against these uh, accusations and said, I'm not putting up with this from the party that I have supported for so long. I'm curious. She was called a peacenik in an insulting manner. There was a couple of articles out there that basically her uh, policy, um, you know, towards the the Middle East was going to put us back a decade or two, something like that. Uh, That's ridiculous. But the lawsuit said that Clinton's comments had damaged the presidential candidacy of Gabbard, a U.S. representative from Hawaii, and were motivated by anger over Gabbard's endorsement in 2016 of Clinton's Democratic nominating contest rival, Bernie Sanders. I'm not overly happy to know that um, Tulsi Gabbard is a big fan of Bernie Sanders. But well, um, I mean, I'm not like all I can say is regarding Bernie Sanders is is there were two people running at the end of 2016. And um, one of them was going to get the Democratic nomination. Right. Like we don't have we don't live in a world where it's just like I don't like either of them. So I hope neither of them win. We just live live in that world. Unfortunately. you know, I've got to say my endorsement for the Democratic national um, nomination in 2016 went to Bernie Sanders. And I feel like he was cheated. Um, oh, he was know, definitely so. cheated. I mean, Hillary arrayed the entire DNC against him and she pulled no punches in doing so. I mean, Clinton so was the fact the, that they that she would attempt to do that says to me that that's who I want <laughs> as opposed to her. OK, yeah, um, that's a good point. The lawsuit so goes there on were to... four people that could win. 
at the in the general election, there were four people who could win, and I voted for Gary Johnson. Um, you know, I could have voted for somebody like Daryl W. Perry, whom uh, you know I would have rather seen in the White House, but he, he just wasn't gonna. There was no mathematical way that he could ever win. So I limit myself right. to the candidate that could mathematically win. Okay. Well, ordinarily, wouldn't that actually limit you to just the Republican nominee and the Democratic nominee? No, because the Libertarians and the Greens are on in enough uh, parties, uh, enough states that they can get elect the Electoral College. Uh, okay, above, you just so. want it to be possible. Gotcha. Yeah, and Daryl, he was only registered as a write-in in like 13 states or something, right? right. To me, when you vote for the Republican or the Democrat, you tend to vote for them because they're the most likely to win. If they're the most likely to win, why vote for them? Because you only have one vote. That vote is unlikely to make the difference uh, statistically in a state. Um, I mean, you know, just it's yeah. not going <laughs> to. There's no, no presidential candidate has ever gotten the electoral votes from a state based on one citizen's votes. So – I just vote for the person that I would like to see who mathematically has a chance to win. Those are my criteria. Okay. Makes sense. They're not the greatest, but that's what I got. <laughs> so Clinton got exactly what she wanted by lying about Tulsi. She harmed her political and personal rivals' reputation and ongoing presidential campaign and started a damaging whisper campaign based on baseless but vicious untruths, said the lawsuit filed in federal court in New York. Now, isn't it true, I guess, that all is fair in politics and Love and war. Is it fair to call your opponent a Russian asset? I don't know. I would blur the. I, I would say there's a distinction between saying, well, the, "Oh yeah, she's a Russian asset," and well, I think she's a Russian asset. But more about this and Tulsi Gabbard's suit against Hillary. Just a moment. This is Free Talk Live eight five five. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com because they finally launched a trading platform that you can find at local.bitcoin.com. It allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site. And all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started buying and selling Bitcoin Cash. Again, that's local.bitcoin.com. Uh, I'm Aria, of course, joined by... Jay Noon. And uh, via remote, none other than... Edge, can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're actually coming through great. It is indistinguishable from you sitting here in the studio. Well, we actually – I brought the Comrex access machine, and uh, you know we didn't have time before the show to get it set up. But we will um, at some point be doing the show from here with the Comrex. I'm waiting until I get a wired internet connection. I'm currently on what they call – what they're calling MiFi, which I have a wire running from my computer to the – um, router, but the router does isn't wired to anything else, so it's a, a 4G LTE connection. Well, it's doing pretty good that connection, uh, best I can set. I can tell. It sounds pretty good. I think. Yeah. Yes. 
So we're talking about uh, Tulsi Gabbard's I've lawsuit. I've checked it with the very tough. Uh, I've checked it with the very tough judges in the Discord room at discord.freetalklive.com, and they've they've given it a passing grade, which uh, you know, I, I think is high praise. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Tulsi Gabbard suing Hillary Clinton. Have you seen this, Jay? I actually heard uh, Luke Rudowski talk about it on the way to the show. I was listening to uh, his. Uh, he does a daily, you know, little uh, 15, 20 minute newscast, and yes, he was talking about it. And rightfully so. I, I am glad that uh, somebody is going against the queen of warmongers. I mean, for, you know, who is Hillary Clinton to get up there and bash uh, Tulsi Gabbard, which I thought actually benefited Tulsi uh, a lot. And yeah, anyone who Hillary doesn't like is probably at least a not terrible person in my book. Unless you work in some form of publicly funded union like the, uh, unless you're a member of the American Educators uh, association because almost every school teacher i've ever met is like uh you know all about hillary clinton and, and i and i know it's because my aunt is a professional in the you know she's a professional parasite in the sc- school industry uh it worked in public schools her whole life and her and all her buddies just love hillary they think she's great so guys i have to go they're calling yep. about that wired connection right now cool. <laughs> have a good time mark thanks for the call so Clinton spokesman Nick Merrill is saying that's ridiculous. Of course, a lot of people, uh, Mark as well, have said that, you know, this entire Democratic circus is just them trying to make Joe Biden the front runner while also allowing him to be as stupid and prone to gaffes as he is so that Hillary Clinton can come in later and swoop in and rescue the Democrats from Joe Biden. Uh, also, while I was driving here, there's no internet service for a good chunk between, you know, my place and Keene. So I listened to NPR and I listened to about, I don't know, probably 25, 30 minutes of testimony. They were like playing the, this impeachment stuff. Right. And all the Democrats are crying. They are so upset that Donald Trump cut aid in the form of military aid that I'm sure is being funneled into like Burisma, you know, the company that Joe Biden's son works for. And then Nancy Pelosi has uh, some relative working and so does uh, Harry Reid. And I've seen the meme where, uh, you know, um, uh, poor people go to, uh, you know, go to other countries to die. And uh, but the the uh, children of Pelosi, uh, Biden and a couple other Democrats, you know, go to um you know, Ukraine to work for gas companies and make crazy salaries. And yeah. that's probably exactly what's happened is USAID is probably being funneled directly to these um, like Hunter Biden and other such criminals who just because their fathers are these criminal politicians just getting money. And that's well, isn't all that, it said that, to me. I mean, isn't that how they've always done it, though, with the Clinton Foundation essentially just yep. taking U.S. foreign aid and using it to enrich themselves while making token efforts to restore infrastructure and things like that, like in Haiti? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say it was $8.1 million that they stole from the Haitians or a billion. I can't even remember the number. And what's the difference between a million and a billion anymore? Who even knows yeah. the way these guys throw numbers around? But yeah, I, I Tulsi also sued um, Google a while back. I don't know what's going on with that because at the first debate she was in, Tulsi's campaign bought a lot of uh, Google advertising to advertise her, like basically like shortly before the debate ended for the next six hours, and they totally shut down her whole account uh, on this. This was actually one of, um, the first things that, uh, really got my attention on Tulsi is the fact that Google was censoring, censoring her. And this was back right at the, uh, first Democrat debate yeah. six months ago or something. 
Listen to this quote from Hillary. It's just mind-boggling. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not, because she's also a Russian asset, right. Clinton said. And I mean, that's... I, I watched that clip that of the view. unacceptably re- reckless. Right. And, and this is old. This was, uh, how many, what was it, two months old, that, that particular clip from uh, The View? It's several months old yeah. now. Yeah. Just unbelievable that she would come out and say this. Of course, she also has said repeatedly that Trump is a Russian asset. I'm sure that anyone, uh, that Bernie Sanders is a Russian asset in her mind. Well, Everyone we, but her is a Russian asset. Well, we got to understand, actually, Hillary is the Russian asset if we're even going to go down that road. Joe Biden, you know, he's got this sweet contract with Burisma. He bribed the uh, the government of Ukraine. Here's a video of him bragging about it with a hot mic, bribing how, he, how he's just bragging to some, some buddies like he's at the country club about how, uh, yeah, we said uh, we're going to stop this, you know, X amount of a billion dollars worth of aid to your country unless you stop investigating my son. And well, darn it, didn't the didn't the uh, prosecutor get fired the next day over there and they got their money and then that money probably went to his son. And this is another reason this I like has Tulsi. to do she with the Trump impeachment thing, right? Yes, yes. This is because okay, I haven't followed that at all. Everything they're impeaching Trump of, they've done it. Oh, well, yeah, of course. I like I knew this girl growing up. Uh, we had to keep like stuff locked up when she was around. She was a known thief. She was a liar. And when she would like talk trash about somebody, it was, it was she was like uh, projecting her own crimes. And, right. and like, and, and there's a lot of people, we all know someone like that. And this is all that's happening. So after these comments, Merrill confirmed to Politico that Clinton was referring to Gabbard as though there was any doubt that she could have been. The Gabbard lawsuit said Clinton had refused to apologize or retract the comments which it described as devastating to a United States politician's reputation and made them knowing they were false. Well, speaking of, you know, damaging a United States politician's reputation, I would imagine that if Tulsi's Tulsi's suit against Clinton is successful, then Trump will be suing Hillary himself. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Let let them all sue each other. Absolutely. Make them all poor. Of course, they won't because all of this money will end up going somewhere. Well, Hillary doesn't have any money. Her well, foundation no. has it all. Yeah. So I, I hope that Tulsi's campaign or Tulsi is suing something that they can actually get some fruit from. Well, they sued us for $50 million. Representative Gabbard must defend her good name and hold Mrs. Clinton accountable. The lawsuit intends to just that, said Gabbard's lawyer, Brian Dunn. More on this in a moment. 855-450-3733. Was Hillary right or was she just a crazy old woman? 855 855- have you heard of LibertyCon? LibertyCon is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-liberty organizations one-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. Visit LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. Learn more at LibertyCon.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight is Aria. And Jay. And the Edge Wallet is the mobile wallet that I use. It's available for both iOS and Android. It allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold cryptocurrencies. 
And they're actually your currencies. You own your money. It's not a custodial wallet or any of that kind of crap. It's actually your money. It supports Bitcoin Core, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, and many more. Using a tagline of Secure Your Freedom, it's been worked on since 2014. You can find out more about it by visiting edge.app. Again, that's edge.app or just look it up on the Google Play or iOS stores. Now, the impeachment is something that I've more or less avoided on purpose because to me it's just a dog and pony show yeah it's just yeah. professional wrestling and i'm not interested in professional wrestling you know like it was WWE just wwe and crap total comedy for me today listening to it because i i mean just listening to these guys whine about how they couldn't funnel money back to their own boys on the inside over there is is all i can i mean it's the summary of, of the whole impeachment as far as i'm concerned well i've got an article here from the chicago tribune Headline of Democrats at Trump's impeachment trial should listen to the chief justice. No more pettifogging. Now, that's not a term I'm familiar with. Pettifogging? Yeah. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Okay, I'm going to have to look it up real quick because I'm not familiar with it either. And the article actually doesn't. Placing undue emphasis on petty details, evidently. Yeah, there's no evidence being presented in any of this from, from what I can tell. And I haven't paid much attention to it, but I do pretty much throughout my day while I'm working, I'm listening to some political podcast of some sort. And from what I've been, the rhetoric I've been hearing is that there's, there is no evidence. I mean, I don't know if any callers know of any evidence. To, I mean, with this Burisma stuff and this particular well, thing I that think, Dems are going on. I think the evidence is kind of unrelated to the entire process. They've wanted to impeach Trump since November the 8th. 2016 yep since the day after he won the election sure they they first wanted to protest and somehow get the election results changed then they wanted the electors to switch and vote for hillary anyway then they wanted this is why they want the popular vote so essentially you know the two coastlines can rule the whole nation yeah uh you know and that's what they're pushing for now too yeah so i mean trump being impeached it's not surprising I mean, it was always inevitable from the day that he won the election. As Democrats and Republicans went after each other on the opening day of Trump's impeachment trial, I guess it opened today. Yeah, it must have been. Chief Justice John Roberts admonished them and schooled most of them with a reference to the word petty fogging. For those who have never heard of it, it was easier to figure out it had something to do with being petty. Yeah, it does. It's paying too much much attention to petty details. We've come to expect lots of petty fogging from Republicans. Their main argument in Trump's defense is that Democrats are angry that he beat Hillary Clinton and have been out to get him from the start. Yes, but that's that's kind of true. And you can go back and look at Democrats and their conversations online since Donald Trump won the election. And not to mention, the Democrats jacked their own Democratic National Convention in the primary Bernie Sanders clearly won the primary. And then Bernie Sanders has got a black eye, a nice mansion down in Florida somewhere. He's driving an Audi R8 shortly afterwards, which is, you know, a supercar that's worth a lot of money. I don't know what they go for. And uh, and then he kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, scared, he got little paid pu- off. scared little puppy dog. He, he, all the Bernie lovers were just like, oh, he was forced or coerced somehow into, you know, endorsing you know Hillary. And no, he's a filthy capitalist, and he was paid to, so he did. Yeah, so was, yeah. I mean, that's what his third house is about—that he's got somewhere yeah. down in Fort Lauderdale, I guess. 
According to the Chicago Tribune, there is no need for Democrats to engage in petty fogging. Their case against Trump is strong and concise. Using video and transcripts of witness testimony from the congressional hearings projected on a PowerPoint screen, they were able to present a solid case for asking the Senate to approve subpoenas for relevant witnesses and documents. So they can't even get subpoenas carried out in this particular they, they, there's no, from what I understand, I've I've been somewhat following this. There is not. just zero evidence. It, everything is just media nonsense, speculation on what they're bringing. There are plenty of reasons to impeach Trump. Sure. I mean, he should be impeached for giving any foreign country foreign aid. So should every other president that has ever given any other country foreign aid. Because when you give foreign aid to any country, it is it is the Stealing of money from poor people of a rich country and giving it to the rich people of a poor country. Do you th- really think that money, that defense contractor money that is going to corporate, going to uh, Ukraine, is actually going to do of anything of any good for the people of Ukraine? Of course not. I mean, it's not intended to. I mean, there might be a little spill off because you got Ukrainian billionaires and millionaires now, you know, basically off the pork of the U.S. dollar because you know it's it, it's like. I mean, they're doing the Ukraine kind of sort of what the U.S. was doing uh, to Iran in the 50s, except for in the 50s, they were doing more of like, you know, the uh, Islamic, you know, jihadist kind of CIA crap. Today, they're doing it all financially. It was just print the money. See, in 1950, the United States couldn't print up billions of dollars and just spool it around the world right. because they were still on the gold standard. Now, there's nothing to stop them. There's yeah, nothing to stop them. It is, it is digital print. It's, except it's, Bitcoin. Yeah, well, as long as enough was adopted. Yeah. And yes, Bitcoin is like the number one anti-war thing we can really do, as far as I'm concerned. So one by one, the House impeachment managers took to the podium, laying out succinct cases for subpoenaing acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney, his senior advisor Robert Blair, and Office of Management and Budget official Michael Duffy. In the processes, the Democrats laid out a solid case against Trump for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. For viewers who had not yet put the pieces together, Democrats gave them a roadmap. Their presentations were rehearsed and choreographed, mostly devoid of conjecture and based solidly on facts. You know, this is the second time this week Democrats have made me like a Republican I didn't like previously. I got a call from some, um, uh, some I posted on Facebook, this company that like they do polls. And Maximum Research is, and so it says Maximum Research. So I knew it was a pollster uh, because the last time they called me, they they asked me if I was on a radio, if I did any media, and I said yes. And they said, okay, we're done with you. So when they asked me that question, I says no. And so I got to answer all the um, things. So they're like, oh, this is a very unbiased poll by you know, and we just read the poll, and I'm like, oh, great, cool. I'll go to questions that are asking me all kinds of questions. So they're asking me these questions. Um, how does it make you feel? Uh, uh, really bad um, or not so good. Basically, I just it was other things. I right. forget their metrics about Christopher Chris Sununu um, vetoing red flag laws. About Chris Sununu, how vetoing, does it make you feel? Is such a weird question right. in regard well, to it's politics. A, it's a loaded question, and I and it's a biased question because do you feel that what he did was not so good? Or it was really bad is basically the answers. They give you like this sliding scale of answers. It's actually a little confusing. You really got to pay attention to how they like come because they don't. Just, it's not just yes or no. Or but why not ask opinion. you what you think about it? Oh yeah. So I made sure I told her what I think about it. The first thing I said is I said, well, if you were um, 
you know, a prosecutor cross-examining a witness in a case that Chris Sununu was a defendant. And I says every question you asked would be would be overruled. It would if the other uh, if the other ones objected to it. And what they were doing is. Uh, they were talking about all the things I liked that Chris Nunu did. They were putting a slant on it, like how bad do I think it was that he vetoed the income tax, you know, that Family Leave Act? How bad do you think it was that he vetoed the red flag law? And I'm like, I liked all that stuff. I go, <laughs> I want to thank you for reminding me why now I'm going to vote for Chris Sununu. Um, if and if he uh, wins the uh, primary, but I also said, you know, how come you don't have any questions about nobody? He, nobody's in the. Um, is in the uh, gubernatorial race for uh, New Hampshire. Oh, yes, I never. So Daryl Perry. Yeah, and I, I and I should have mentioned him, but I. And she goes, "Well, there's a, there's a bunch of Democrats, and this is like I don't know anything about that, and it's not biased, but maximum research. I mean, they're just a they're a, they're a hack for for the anti gun, uh, pro big government, pro tax increasing. They they love the parasite. It's all I can deduce from maximum research. Yeah. It's not surprising. Uh, an actually unbiased poll would be something to behold, but I've never dealt with one. 855-450-3733. Maybe you've been polled by some of these people. 855 This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And we're talking about the circus that is the Democratic impeachment of Donald Trump. And the reason I refer to it that way is because, I mean, it is a Democratic impeachment of Trump. It's, it's petty, it's spiteful, and it's stupid. There's an election in... Eight months-ish? No, no, ten months. I don't know what month it is. <laughs> what day is it? What year is this? It's coming up in a little while. Yeah, uh, some, you know. at some point this year, there is an election. And, uh, I mean, you know, I like Tulsi Gabbard. I like uh, Vermin Supreme because he's my buddy. And you I'm know, voting Vermin. And, and uh, he likes, and he's got the ponies party, and we're going to be, my actually, depending on my situation, I might not even be there, but sometime in February... Uh, there's going to be some um, primary thing and for the Democrat primary, and, and Vermin wants to go there with the ponies and the horses and the guns again in Manchester. Nice. Manchester will be like a zoo, you know, the yeah. the Saturday before the primaries. So okay. that's funny if you can go up there. You guys, you, anybody can have a lot of fun. Just, you know, there will be plenty of Republicans up there, plenty of Democrats, plenty of Libertarians. I'm sure the free Ross people will be out. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. I want Vermin Supreme as the presidential nominee for the Libertarian Party and John McAfee as the vice presidential nominee. There you go. I, I think Vermin Supreme slash McAfee 2020 <laughs> would be a winning ticket, an actual winning ticket, I think, because at this point in American politics, it's just about who can make the most noise and get the most attention. And there is no one better at either of those two things than Vermin Supreme and John McAfee. So you combine them together and their shenanigans will be known worldwide. All, most of the young girls I know know who Vermin Supreme is. Yeah. And and there's a lot of lot because all these young girls love ponies and a lot of girls have, you know, grown up 
that are now old enough to vote have been seeing Vermin Supreme's stuff for years. <laughs> so um, I, I actually, a, an ex-girlfriend of mine, her daughter is old enough to vote now. And she is voting for Vermin Supreme. She actually told me on a Facebook post uh, nice. several weeks ago. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And uh, a bunch of her friends love Vermin Supreme. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, that it, it's all about, with Vermin Supreme, it's all about getting the future voters. So we went to the, when we did the Guns and Pony March, we uh, brought the pony over in, in front of the, the uh, state house here in New Hampshire and we gave pony rides to little kids. And so what we were doing was bribing future voters. We were giving them a taste of free pony. And I was telling <laughs> five, six, and seven-year-olds as I'm walking them around on a pony, I'm like, hey, you know, you get one of these for free if Vermin Supreme becomes president. And he's like, mom, dad, you're going to vote for Vermin Supreme? I mean, the kids got excited. But, you know, they might, I mean, I don't know if Vermin Supreme will be, you know, running on a free ponies party in, you know, 15 years when that kid's old enough to vote. But I'm sure somebody else will be if he's not. Yeah, excellent points. So the uh, Gerald Nadler, who tossed out the script and put the entire Democratic strategy in jeopardy, evidently, according to the Chicago Tribune, came next in the farce that is the Trump impeachment. Thankfully, it was near the end of a 13-hour session. That's that's (laughs) interrogation levels of sitting there listening. That sounds inhumane. You want me to sit here and listen to these old politicians talk for 13 hours straight i'm sorry you're gonna have to load me up with some ecstasy to get me to do that (laughs) and i don't even think i would do it then i was gonna say is that all it takes (laughs) to get your compliance 13 hours Uh, i no i'm saying that would make it tolerable (laughs) but just sitting there stone stone cold sober listening to politicians ramble on about how trump is orange man bad right right no way i could not do it i feel my heart weeps for anyone who watched this crap on C-SPAN, all 13 hours of it. What that, are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, see, like, listening to, like, things like these congressional investigations actually doesn't really bother me because that was, my father um, had C-SPAN going all the time. Whenever he was, it was always in the background, whenever he was in the house, and then, yeah. and then once uh, we got internet, uh, he would stream C-SPAN through the speaker's uh uh at the farm when we were like working on horses and stew and stuff and he was always he was really into paying attention to it then he met then he found out about infowars.com and alex jones and then he then he started coming to pork fest <laughs> see it's things like this that make me miss john stewart because although he was wrong more often than he was right john stewart would have taken this 13 hour session and he would have condensed it into 30 seconds of funny clips that i could have watched to get the gist of the whole thing while laughing throughout it it's going to take him a few days yeah, but there's no John Stewart to do this anymore, and that's unfortunate. Evidently, Nadler was charged with making the case to subpoena the most important potential witness, former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Now, I don't know what role Bolton is supposed to have played in any of this. Do you? Uh, John Bolton, well, I mean, he's a professional scumbag like the rest of them. He, John Bolton is a, is a war hawk, actually. Him and like um, shocking. Oh yeah, he was the guy who resigned because Trump wouldn't. I think attack someone. Or I something. think Trump fired him or dumped him. I don't remember the story, but I know that he's like hardcore go to war. He's like the Dulles brothers back in the, you know in the Kennedy years. So it's John Bolton. There's another guy. His uh, name is Christie. I forget. Um, oh, they were talking about him today, and just like four of them that are just hardcore, always war, war, war. Bolton is definitely. 
a, a hardcore neocon. The article goes on to say that it is unlikely that Nadler's tirade had any impact on Republican senators who breezed through every vote with impenetrable unity. But it might have influenced viewers who, despite their feelings about Trump, want to see a substantive trial. Now, the viewers don't matter. I don't know how to explain this to the Chicago Tribune, but the American people don't vote on the impeachment. That's just the Senate. So it doesn't matter if all of the Americans are watching this and going, oh, my God, he deserves to be impeached. He, he deserves to be removed from office. Excuse me. It's not going to matter if you don't convince those. How many Republicans are in the Senate? 52? I have no idea. I think they still have a majority. But if you don't convince all of those, you're just going to end up with a a vote that is strictly along, along uh, party lines. And, and this is a... Um I really think this is a wag the dog situation. I think there is something going on. I mean, if you know, the Federal Reserve is dumping like what three hundred billion dollars a night uh, into the overnight repo markets. Uh, if Tim Picot is, is listening, uh, it'd be great if he called in and got us up to uh, you know um, date on that. But and just none of the banks in, in the United States are solvent. You have um, you know Iran, Brazil, Venezuela. Uh, China and Russia, they are all dead set against the dollar. The world is de-dollarizing. Um, uh, uh, Max Kaiser calls it a global insurrection against bankers. The, that is basically happening at a grassroots level around the world. And, well, it's happening here in the United States as well. It's right. just manifesting as Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Well, and, and that's what Max Kaiser gets into is that Bitcoin yeah. you know, allows this and black blockchain chain technology allows us at a grassroots level to divest from the legacy banking system to deglobalize because we don't need and good these god guys. it needs to be divested from oh. <laughs> but we can do it it's, it's the such first, a mess it's the only time in history we we can literally divest ourselves from the power brokers and the only people who aren't interested in divesting themselves you know in, in from the parasite are the ones that are profiting off the parasite yeah. i mean when you talk to somebody well right now everyone is scared to Right. Everyone um, is scared to get into Bitcoin because they know they can't get paid in Bitcoin and they can't go grocery shopping. And I think that's a lame excuse. Uh, it's true, though. The average person can't get into Bitcoin because they're afraid that they won't be able to use it. It won't be as liquid. And then you have the corporations that are paying them who are scared to get involved with cryptocurrency because the state will come down on them. Mm. Well, like yeah. If Amazon started taking Bitcoin. Oh, man. It would be a great day for Bitcoin, well, but Jeff the Bezos is one of these para- is part it. of the parasite class. He doesn't want to, you know, be enticing Bitcoin because he's very much the state has propped him up tremendously. The state has protected him. You wouldn't if it wasn't for the state, you wouldn't have people like Jeff Bezos being worth, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. They might be worth tens of billions of dollars, but not hundreds of billions. And, but if they were to, if Amazon was to accept Bitcoin, yep. then he would be worth. Tens of thousands of Bitcoin. Well, the fact very, the, very quickly. Right, right, and the but the government. I would shop more on Amazon than I do now. Sure. Well, could, you can. Well, yeah, you can use pers- like purse.io, I think it is. Or buy purse. Purse. Com. Com. Uh and, and and I know a lot of people. I know I have a lot of friends here in New Hampshire that live like ninety nine percent, ninety percent on Bitcoin. They pay rent in Bitcoin. They buy food. They, That's New you Hampshire, know. though. Yes, and, and it's Keene and the Manchester areas of New Hampshire and yeah, this, Portsmouth. Yeah, this guy lives, lives out port. Those are the population areas, but yeah. yeah. If you want to do this in like Tennessee or Mississippi or Oregon or California, things like that, you're not going to be able to at this point. We need more mass adoption. 
855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Are you sick of hearing the same crap on libertarian podcasts, inside jokes, interviews of the same person you've heard 50 times? Then you need to listen to the Lava Flow podcast. No nonsense and to the point. Get the information you need and get out. You won't hear the latest libertarian circle jerk news here, but instead hard-hitting anti-statist news with me, Roger Paxton, shooting from the lip. LAVA stands for Libertarian, Anarcho-Capitalist, Voluntarist, and Agorist. And if you think you fit any of these categories, then this is the podcast for you. Listen now at thelavaflow.com to find out what's rustling my jimmies, what's in the news, the latest bad cop, stupid stuff statists are saying, and so much more. You can find out more and subscribe on any podcatcher at thelavaflow.com. That's thelavaflow.com. Part of the Pax Libertas Productions Podcast Network. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. Or if you want clearer quality like we got from Mark when he called earlier, you can use the Discord calling lines, which you can find at discord.freetalklive.com. I'm uh, Arya, joined in the studio by... Jay. And I want to move on to this interesting story about uh, Guantanamo Bay, which, of course, Barack Obama was supposed to have closed, and which he did not. You mean... That's probably the greatest failure of Barack Obama. You mean he lied... He did. Oh. And um, he made an entire generation of people jaded and distrustful of the political process, which is good. Yep. But it still hurt and it still sucks that Guantanamo Bay is still He actually sold more guns than any other president in, in America. More guns and ammunition were sold while Barack Obama was president than any other previous. Actually, I think more than like several, you know, uh, of the last... Uh, um, presidential no. administrations combined because of all his gun law rhetoric. See, that's the issue with um, Barack Obama and millennials in particular. There, there are two classes of millennials, uh, those who supported Obama in 2008 and those who didn't in 2012 because, and there's a lot of overlap between those. I explained it very badly, but essentially you have one camp of millennials who voted for him and supported him because he was anti-war. And then you have this other camp who thinks, oh no, but but Obama, he's all about the corporations. He loves the corporations. And that wasn't even the issue then. You know, it was that George right. W. Bush had done everything within his power to destroy the United States and its reputation worldwide. Yep. He was a horrific warmonger, largely thanks to Dick Cheney. Sure. And Barack Obama was supposed to come along and put an end to that. That's why he was given the Nobel Peace Prize, despite not having done anything to earn it except talk. Have you ever, speaking of Cheney, have you ever heard of the New American uh, Memorandum, I believe it's called? That was the whole thing that they were like, we need some sort of catalyst so that we can seize power, sort of. Right. So Dick know. Cheney actually I mean, that's typical neo-con brought this to Bill Clinton though. in like 90, like uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, at the end of Clinton's administration, it was one of the things that was brought up how we need a modern day Pearl Harbor. Yeah. The United States needs to experience an attack because neither Congress nor the people are behind the military. Well, Cheney got his wish. Shocking. 9-11. Yep. 
So Guantanamo Bay, for those who are keeping score, is still open, and there are still people held prisoner there who have never been given a trial and who are still being tortured. One of those people is coming, finally, 13 years later, evidently coming to trial. One of the architects of the CIA's torture program for the accused September 11th terrorists, and we have to pause right here, the September 11th terrorists, um, all of them died on September 11th. Yeah, weren't they all Saudis? Yeah, well, our, I think a lot friends, of them were. Our friends that we give billions of dollars of weapons to every year. But none of them are being held in Guantanamo Bay, at the very least. Their accomplices may be, but none of the people who were actually hijacking flights on that day are being held in Guantanamo, because yeah. they're all dead. And most of these guys were probably, you know, some kind of uh, cattle farmer or sheep herder that was just minding his own damn business and didn't want to give up his farm for an opium plantate to... to, to basically yeah. grow heroin on this is what got most of these guys thrown in guantanamo as far as i'm concerned best i can tell if they came from afghanistan so this is the architect of the cia's torture program saying that he eventually came to believe that the torture techniques used at guantanamo bay had gone too far and verged on breaking the law now i have to also marvel that any amount of torture doesn't break the law torture's horribly ineffective for getting the truth and for accomplishing anything it's just a way for a bully to victimize someone it achieves nothing else i know two people that literally interrogated uh and well they basically tortured within you know guidelines uh people uh, over there there shouldn't be guidelines about torturing well, people. There is guidelines for interrogation that they, they were following, and they should was... kill themselves because they're irredeemable. Well, they woke up. And well, now... they should still kill themselves because they have committed sins so great that they cannot be redeemed. And 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 now they're anarchists. They should and, still kill themselves. Well, I don't agree that these guys should kill themselves, but having anyways... a moral compass so that is so skewed that they could intentionally inflict harm on another human being for no other reason than to inflict harm on another human being the one the one guy i talked to quite a bit about this um said basically like the torture was um there were uh, interrogation techniques that he thought were torture after he had done them because he had seen what it had done to people but it was like ma- not letting them sleep for like you know okay. days um putting them in like a you know a damp you know, dark, cold, like, um, you know, I see your cell. point then. I would consider those um, definitely torture, but definitely the less damaging forms and of torture. Basically, once someone hasn't slept for about a week and they've been in this cell, as far as he was concerned, though, that you don't really have to do much more to him than that. He didn't see that there was any reason for, for waterboarding because by then, most of these dirt farmers that they were grabbing out of the, you know, wherever in afghanistan they would just tell you anything that you wanted to hear yeah and and all the intel they got from them none of it was accurate nobody knew who taliban was nobody knew who al-qaeda was uh they just cared about their their wife and their kids that was really the only concern they had that's terrible so testifying publicly under oath for the first time as part of a pre-trial hearing for the criminal case against five accused september 11th terrorists Psychologist and interrogator James Mitchell spoke specifically and graphically about one prisoner, Abu Zubaydah, Zubaydah, that's what I'm going with, who was waterboarded more than 80 times at a CIA site overseas. He has been held at Guantanamo for more than 13 years and has never been charged with a crime. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this is the whole point of having a court system, right, is to get these people in, give them a trial. 
and then let them go or put them in prison. And the reason Guantanamo is not in the United States is because in the United States, on this land, the Constitution says all people. It doesn't say U.S. citizens or non-U.S. It doesn't designate. It says all people, you know, uh, are to have a fair and mean, fair trial or, you know, the right to due process and all that. Just Just read the Bill of Rights. It doesn't say U.S. citizens. It says people. According to Mitchell's testimony, he thought he'd, they'd gotten all the information they could from Zubeda, who had agreed to cooperate. Mitchell wanted the waterboarding to stop and help draft a message to CIA headquarters saying that the intensity of the pressure applied to him thus far approaches the legal limit and that Zubeda's mental state was deteriorate, deteriorating dangerously. I would imagine so, being waterboarded more than 80 times. Sure. Not, not to mention, as you as you pointed out, the sleep deprivation and the isolation and all of the other little soft forms of torture, I guess I will call yeah. them, that the CIA uses to make people insane. They threaten to kill their kids. They, they, they bring their kids there and say, we're going to do this. Actually, there is plenty of claims of they would rape the wives and the kids of these guys right in front of them. Oh, we know that things like that happened at Abu Ghraib and other yeah, prisons in Iraq. Absolutely, right. So it wouldn't be at all a surprise to me to find that the CIA was doing that at other black site prisons. All these psychopaths that are in the military that want to go kill people for no good reason, it seems like a great percentage of them are always rapists. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whether it's, you know... Not even Americans, just throughout history. I mean, when the, you know, Mongols conquered the, you know, whoever's on the other side of the mountain, they ended up raping all their women. And in the UN, uh, with all the places they've gone and done their peacekeeping missions, the the accusations of, of rape are absurd. And of course, none of these women have any guns in these countries to protect themselves. Of course not. And is it the current CIA chief? Uh, one of the people who oversaw some of these uh, torture programs. I, it's in a Iraq. woman. It's a woman, yeah, right? That, yes. Yeah. she's yeah, like so. was the one who was questioned heavily about it. And yeah, to the extent that, I mean, she was overseeing the torture of people where the the actual torturers were vomiting because what they were doing was just so horrific and right. disgusting. And she was just like, "Yeah, keep going." Yeah, yeah. You How look, sick. Listen can to that, that stuff on, on C-SPAN. It makes your stomach turn. I can imagine because that's what they were talking about. Yeah. And now she's director of the CIA or whatever official term they give that position. But this guy said the CIA told them to keep going because Zubeda might still be withholding valuable information about an imminent U.S. attack. And as Jay pointed out, eventually while torturing these people, you get to a point where if they know something, they're going to tell you just to make the torture stop. And if they don't know something, they will make it up just to make the torture stop. And there's no way for the interrogators to know the difference. Yeah, but you got to keep that... Uh that, that place in Cuba open. Those defense contractors need those contracts. 855-450-3733. Should Guantanamo Bay be shut down? Let us know what you think. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Well, now with AnyPay, you can earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. 
Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. Again, that's AnyPayInc.com. They're now accepting. They're now paying ongoing commissions for any businesses that you sign up to accept Bitcoin Cash and Dash. The commissions are instant. There's no waiting for weeks or months or whatever for your payout. So check it out at AnyPayInc.com. Again, AnyPayInc.com. Awesome, guys. Uh, that's what all of the... Almost all of the Bitcoin accepting merchants is here merchants here in Keene use is AnyPay. You know what I really, really like about AnyPay? Um that if I, we have an issue we can like immediately reach out to the people who actually like make it and get it not, fixed. Not only that, so I was listening to um John McAfee how basically nothing is secure. You know, your mobile devices aren't secure. And if you have like a a simmed uh phone, for example, the wallet that's on that phone should never put any more value of money on that than than you wouldn't carry in cash in your pocket because it can be remotely rooted it can be sim jacked there's there's all kinds of things that can happen sure and then you know Google is literally malware yeah. and everybody's running Google so what I really like about AnyPay is I can have AnyPay on my phone and I can accept cryptocurrency and it can go to any wallet I want so it can go to a wallet that's essentially like you know not on a sim device because it just sends it there. All, all, all it is is just like it, it's just like a transmitter. It just like you that, can have a Linux laptop running at home that has a crypto wallet and stored on it. You can use that wallet address. Correct. Right. I I wonder, and I got to ask Derek J about this. Um, if somehow I could take any pay and just shoot it right to a Trezor wallet, or, you know, which is like a hard wallet. But I don't know if that's like a, a realistic thing. Or maybe you can answer that. I don't know. Well, the hardware wallet would have to be connected to the internet at some point in order to receive the funds. But yeah, you could do that like once a, once a week or so. So if, for example, I had like a um, a hardware wallet address, it just wouldn't be any good unless that hardware wallet is no, it would up. it would all go on the blockchain as belonging to that hardware wallet. So but I the could... hardware wallet itself wouldn't know it was there until you connected it to the internet. But yes, oh, it would all go there. So just once a month, just connect your hardware your hardware wallet, and because I mean, I mean, you would in theory, you'd never actually have to connect it to the internet again, you know, because it would all be there on your hardware wallet until mm. you wanted to spend it or whatever. Or get right, rid of right, it. right. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have to update it. Well, because I mean, all the... that info stored on the blockchain. I just, just the idea is, is like you know, um, especially like I'm not real good with a phone. Right. You know, I, I, I click on stuff all the time that could be malware that, you know, I am sure there is a keystroke logger in my phone. I mean, I, I, you know, and, but I'm always like, even just today, you know, working on some plumbing, I was just Googling things and just bam. Yeah. Download that PDF so I can read this file. I don't know if that PDF doesn't have something in it or not. You know what I mean? Sure. So I really like AnyPay for that feature. It's a really easy way to just divert money directly to like a, a more secure wallet than something on your mobile device. Yeah. So Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Yes. And uh, Twitter got a bit heated at the FBI because the FBI had the audacity to quote something in favor of Martin Luther King Jr. when the FBI uh, went out of its way to try to get Dr. King to kill himself. I would say Twitter users. Yes. Because Twitter don't really care. Right. But this is where, this is what's so awesome about Twitter is that someone like the FBI posts, you know, something about a guy that they literally killed. The FBI lost a lawsuit in 1999 and had the government had to pay out to MLK's family uh, because 
they proved that they were very involved with harassing him, targeting him, all kinds of crazy stuff they did to this guy who never hurt anybody. Yeah. All he did was talk about freedom. The FBI don't like that. Freedom talking much. No, it, here is the letter. For those who have never heard it, the FBI sent Dr. King a letter trying to get him to kill himself. It begins, King, in view of your low-grade, abnormal personal behavior, I will not dignify your name with either a mister or a reverend or a doctor. And your last name calls to mind only the type of kings such as King Henry VIII and his countless acts of adultery and immoral conduct lower than that of a beast. What do so, black people think that work in the FBI? I mean, if this guy was fighting <laughs> for your freedom, for your rights, he was really fighting for the freedom of everybody. Because yeah. Dr. Was King certain- was not a racist. He wanted us all to be free. Right. I don't know. I, I can't imagine what anybody who works at the FBI thinks, oh, well, you know, black or white. Well, I do know some, of some white people that are just these psychopaths that, you know, are okay with, you know, black people, you know, you know, having a terrible time. But, I mean, and I know those guys are in the FBI because, you know, that's how you get, get up the corporate ladder in, in any governmental structure. Be a psychopath. So the letter is written to imply that it was written by a black person. Moving on, it says, King, look into your heart. You know you are a complete fraud and a great liability to all of us people of color. They use different language. White people in this country have enough frauds of their own, but I am sure they don't have one at this time that is anywhere near your equal. You are no clergyman and you know it. I repeat, you are a colossal fraud and an evil, vicious one at that. You could not believe in God and act as you do. Clearly, you don't believe in any personal moral principles. Now, all of this is a result of King cheating on his wife or something. So King did cheat on his wife. and That's between him right? and his wife. Right. I mean, he yeah, he was kind of a player. And they say JFK was, a, you know, was, was a dog and a player. Who cares? So what? Well, and when King went, they, the, when the feds put him in jail for, I'm sure, some victimless cl- crime, like, you know, being black after dark or something, they uh, they then t- had, because they had people following him around, they spent, you know, t- t- tremendous resources, you know, in, right. in basically investigating him, surveilling him, and they gave pictures of uh, essentially evidence of him cheating on his wife to his wife to cause him more stress. And knowing how the FBI works, they probably sent some smoking hot chick out to like as part of a setup to like make this happen because they have those resources. They can yeah. do that. King, like all frauds, your end is approaching. You could have been our greatest leader. You, even at an early age, have turned out not to be a leader, but a dissolute, abnormal, moral imbecile. We will now have to depend on our older leaders like Wilkins, a man of character. And thank God we have others like him. But you are done. Your honorary degrees, your Nobel Prize, what a grim farce, and other rewards will not save you. King, I repeat, you are done. Sounds like the kind of thing James Whittakine would say to King. It does. You know? It does. <laughs> <laughs> on this so-called Discord app. On yeah. this so-called letter from the so-called FBI. You're not wrong. And that's that's um an interesting connection. Right, I mean, he's perfect for writing some FBI stuff. He could be—he'd be a great FBI agent. Maybe he is an FBI agent. He could be, and that's the point of the whole thing—is trying to get various hosts of the show to kill themselves. Yeah, yep. Of course, we're not Martin Luther King Jr., but you know, 
The FBI has played these games before. More on this in a moment. 855-450-3733. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And the next generation of wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and exchange instantly between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app. And withdraw it directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes that allow anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in more than 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project.org. And as... um. Jay was pointing out a moment ago, uh, this article, this letter here from the FBI, it sounds exactly like something that James Whittakind would write. The only thing that's missing is that little spiel about, I'm going to love watching spoiled little Jack suffer for his father's sins or whatever it is that James seems to have just macroed to his keyboard. I mean, just hearing that upsets me because, (laughs) you know, Jack's a nice kid. He is. James is nuts, though. And, of course, uh, as someone pointed out at discord.freetalklive.com, we have now summoned James. <laughs> James, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you with us, James? James DeMezio should kill himself. The world would be a more beautiful, verdant, and just place. I don't know a James DeMezio. Why don't you go out with a bang and blow Jay Loon's brains out, too? The guy that doesn't even know what the project for the new American century is. That says it's for real. The guy who doesn't know what? The project, the thing I was talking about with Cheney. The new American project. It's actually a, it's a, a, a lunacy a conspiracy theory that I'm sure his dad believes in because he listens to stupid people like Alex Jones, who literally should be shot in the head and executed, along with Mark should be Dutchman, if you ask me. Concluding gullible, stupid minds like Jay Moon and Aria Demezio. I still don't know a Dimezio. Are you, are you trying to say Dimezzo? How come you're so angry, man? Oh, that's how you say it. You're giving like rooters. It's Dimezzo. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, how come you're so angry? Because you're a loser and a liar and a coward. You, you've been and angry you're, long you're, before I've been a loser, dude. <laughs> why I'm angry. Were you not you hugged enough as a child, say. James? Why I'm angry? Yeah. Speaking of smearing and defaming, I heard Mark should be begging at the beginning of the show. Okay. Everything he said about Tulsi Gabbard being smeared, a creature that lies. Who do you support in the election, James? Sooner Sooner rather than later, Mark Edgington has defamed and smeared 
and doxxed and then lied repeatedly like a cudgel over the public airwaves about things that I have not done, don't believe, and absolutely oppose. Okay, and James, I'm giving you a chance to tell us. What do you actually believe? Who do you support in the 2020 candidates? I want to talk about the king of mass murderers. Yeah, that's not the way this works, though. I asked you a question. Okay. You support Putin? I'll be happy to answer your questions if you answer mine first, which is why I called in. Talk radio. Callers take control of, you liar. Don't ask me a question. You're not going to give me a chance to answer. I would like to ask you some questions. Ask away. You hang out with and the losers you believe. And again, the king of mass murders is Vladimir Putin. Leave aside that. Our president tried to bribe President Clinton uh, by denying the military aid because Vladimir Putin's warmongering country is in the Ukraine right now, not to mention many other countries. But you guys don't care about that. Bitcoin is stopping those, those wars. But you actually cite Vladimir Putin, a, a man who would happily have you killed James Demezio, if you're in Russia because you're a male-seeking male who's calling himself a female to get your sexual pleasures off with a man, <laughs> and then everybody else calls you a, a she? We're talking about... The, James, is your question, why do I not hate Putin? Is that the question? Vladimir Putin. Because you took a really long time to ask that question. Is that the question? You cited Vladimir Putin last week. Yes, I cited him. You cited as an authority. No, I cited him as someone on the world stage. Oh, my God, you're still talking about this. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Hold on. This is like a week old, right? (laughs) Yes. What you're referring to is when I said Vladimir Putin stood in front of the UN and made a statement. Okay? I didn't say that he was right in that statement. I didn't weigh in on it one way or the other. I mean, you can go back and look at this. I was not... Saying anything qualitatively about Putin, I was pointing out that it's a big enough deal that other people, that the UN was seeking to investigate it, but that investigation was blocked by the United States and I think Israel. That's what I said. No, go ahead. I'm not unmuting him yet. So another thing about Putin I I wanted to get in actually last time when James was talking about this is, you know, he's done a lot of good for basically Russia as a whole. I'm not saying, you know, he's still not one of these bad guys and he does do a lot of bad things and pretty much you have to do bad things, it looks like, in order to be, you know, the commander or president or prime minister of major nations or of nations, it seems like to me. But like, for example, uh, you know, to, uh, to 2019, the R- Russia outproduced the United States in pretty much uh, all, most major grains. Uh, Russia is essentially the breadbasket of the world. They have uh, taken that away from the United States because Russia has you know, invested in its infrastructure, has invested in its country, has invested in its farms, and they uh, they they used to buy a lot of dairy off us. And years ago, there was sanctions put on Russia. And it caused the American dairy industry to essentially collapse uh, because milk got so cheap because we all of a sudden had all this dairy product that we couldn't sell that Russia was buying because Russia's like, oh, you're going to put sanctions on our oil exports. We're not going to buy your your dairy, which so wasn't the short good for version, the people there. The short version, James, seems to be that um, Putin is not a 
a horrible leader for ruler for the people of Russia because he does seem to have some concern for what is best for the people of Russia rather than having for, first and foremost in his mind what is best for the people of the United States. Does that make sense? I imagine he talked that entire time he was on hold. Probably. Cites the mass murder in world's biggest and most powerful longest living dictator as having done good for a country of Russia and gives a, a mass murder and dictator credit for Russia, a country who has two and a half times more arable agricultural land than the United States of America does. Right, and they're so working for it. For the Russians, having produced more agricultural products, as you say, I'm not going to even argue the statistics of their stupidity and decide where you get that off-the-cuff stuff by, again, he's applauding a mass murder and war criminal, Vladimir Putin, for Russia producing more agriculture. Okay, well, hold on. And grains than the United uh, okay. States of America. Yeah, hold and on. You, you can't really throw that whole, well, he's a mass murderer and genocidal warlord thing at Putin because that is equally true of politicians within the United States. Uh, sure, I mean, you, all of them in my lifetime. And as I understand it, James, you're quite a fan of the American government. I know no politician in the United States of America would have James DiMaggio killed because he's a male-seeking male. I, I don't think Putin would have me killed either. So, again, I, I'm so too useful to him as a Russian asset. I'm carrying water for the Kremlin. I'm way too useful to him. James, thanks for the call. You've got to learn how to shut up every once in a while. Yeah, but he just yeah. gets just gets obnoxious after a little bit. I am positive that he talked the entire time that he was on hold. He could have. <laughs> I mean, the guy is BS crazy. But yeah, Putin wouldn't have me killed. I'm way too useful to him. I'm, a, I'm the best useful idiot he's got. I'm just out here spouting all of this anti-American crap, and he doesn't even have to pay me. I mean, just watch RT. Yeah. It's funded by the Russian government. Everything on there is all the stuff that the pharmaceutical finance media will not talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, if that puts me on Putin's good side, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm against Trump and I'm against war. If that means the Russian government likes me, then that should tell you more about the people you're supporting than the people supporting me. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call and talk about whatever is on your mind, even if it's just insane ramblings that you have a hard time actually putting into words. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And we're talking about this uh, letter that the FBI uh, forged from the point of view of a black man. I, I really doubt that there were any black people working for the FBI then. I guess there could have been, but I think it's extremely unlikely. In order to, evidently, to get Martin Luther King to kill himself. Now, it doesn't actually say you should kill yourself or anything like that. Uh, Not like our good friend James there just said. But it it sounds exactly like what James just basically called and said. (laughs) You know, I was wondering if all the listeners and I and us could do like an experiment here. Like Art Bell likes to do these, or not, um, George Norrie at Coast to Coast AM used to do like these uh, experiments to where it's like, let's all think of James Whittakine and just, just give him just like an energy hug. Just give him a little love. Help the guy maybe feel a little comfort. I mean, he's he's just, he's either an FBI informant or he's just damaged, but either way, the 
the man's damage to be, you know, saying the stuff he does and acting like he does. I mean, you know, in light of the fact bad. that the FBI has raided the studio and yep. James is saying things that are almost verbatim things that came out of this letter. Yeah. But directing it at hosts here and also alleging that, you know, we should kill ourselves and I should kill you and then oh, kill yeah. myself and all this. other. It's exactly what is alleged against the FBI here regarding Martin Luther King. So, I, yeah, I think James probably does work for, especially with what we learned last night with his parents being buried at Arlington and having served in the military and things like that. James is a statist with some amount of ties to the military. His brother's an attorney. He's either the loser of his family by just extreme degrees or he's actually, he's actually working for the FBI. I mean, they got the money to waste on this kind of stuff. I mean, these and government they got nothing better to do. Care. Oh, right. They, <laughs> and, and and then they get to hire people to manage guys like you know James. They get to hire a handful of handlers to deal with them, and they all get to you know get you know golden parachute retirement funds. And you know, it's just the way the parasite works. Now let's go to this and compare it to our caller James just now. No person can overcome facts. Not even a fraud like yourself. Lend your sexually psychotic ear to the enclosure. You will find yourself in all your dirt, filth, evil, and moronic talk exposed on the record for all time. I repeat, no person can argue successfully against facts. You are finished. You will find on the record for all time your filthy, dirty, evil companions, male and female, giving expression with you to your hideous abnormalities. And some of them to pretend to be ministers of the gospel. <laughs> God, that sounds so much like James. How, we you might have so-called minister of your so-called church. I mean, come on. Satan could not do more. What incredible evilness. It is all there on the record, your sexual orgies. Listen to yourself, you filthy, abnormal animal. You are on the record. And plus, very, very similar to James. Yeah. He's just repeating himself over and over and over. It's hard to keep track of where I am when I look away. You have been on the record, all of your adulterous acts, your sexual orgies extending far into the past. This one is but a tiny sample. You will understand this. Yes, from all your various evil playmates on the East Coast to uh, red-acted names and others on the West Coast, and outside the country, you are on the record. King, you are done. You so-called minister of the so-called church. It doesn't actually <laughs> say that, but God, now that you pointed it out, that is all I hear. Yeah. Uh, it's just as you were reading it, I'm thinking like, <laughs> man, uh, it's just uh, that this makes sense. Um, this is interesting. This and is something for me to actually ponder on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, w- I wonder if Mark's listening. I would hope so. If not, I'm going to clip this and send it to him. The American public, the church organizations that have been helping Protestant, Catholic, and Jews will know you for what you are, an evil, abnormal beast. So will others who have backed you. You are done. King, there is only one thing left for you to do. You know what it is. You have just 34 days in which to do. This exact number has been selected for a specific reason. It has definite practical significance. You are done. There is but one way out for you. You better take it before your filthy, abnormal, fraudulent self is bared to the nation. That's interesting. I wonder what uh, was 34 days from the uh, the day that letter was written or the day that 
you know, King got the letter. That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, 31st of December, 1963 is the date it was created, according to Wikipedia. Hmm. But I don't know what that means. Is that the day it was, well, it wouldn't have been scanned in on that day, certainly. So that couldn't be the day that the file was created. Yeah, so obviously they had, and when you write a letter to, you know, when you're the FBI and you have all these resources and you you got, you know, I don't know, 500 guys monitoring, you know, someone like Martin Luther King. And, you know, today it's real easy for the FBI to do it. You know, Google does it for them automatically. And, you know, but they have all this intel. So the word, you know, the, the number 34 or 34 days or, you know, the number seven because three and four equals seven if somebody was in a numerology c- could mean something to people and you could do uh crazy stuff to people and with today's technology with you know you could sim jack their friend's phone send them nasty messages just like this what we did an article here on free talk live where the girl via text messages convinced some young boy to commit suicide yeah i remember that uh you know that, and, that was tragic sure but you know the fbi's got way more resources i mean it was worse than, than that, that. she didn't just convince him to kill himself i mean he was trying to back out of it she's like no get back in the car and finish killing yourself right 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 and yeah what she did was way beyond just cold shouldering him or just yeah i mean you might as well go ahead and kill yourself no she knew he she listened as he was choking and gasping and dying and, and told and, him to stay in the vehicle and i'm surprised that you know with all the badgering and all the nasty stuff that James has had to say directly to Mark and about Mark on the airways, uh, if he had called in, in into any other talk show, if he said that stuff to Rush Limbaugh, if he said that stuff to Rachel Maddow or Wolf Blitzer or whoever, you know, any other media personality, um, I highly doubt that it would be tolerated. And this is also classic of what is uh, called... Uh, the um well, why the would the FBI status. yeah why would the FBI want to target Rachel Maddow well, and Rush Limbaugh right because they're know? already doing the bidding of the deep state anyways and yeah. uh, you know of the globalists but like confidential informants um they they get a, a lot of them get away with child molesting because what they do is they the informants the more they work for the police especially with this prohibition on drugs you know the police have this power now to they get like petty cash to give to confidential informants and they usually give these confidential informants are usually drug addicts and they usually keep them in, in a supply of drugs and then these informants do other things like whitey bulger is a really good example he was like an, a massachusetts thug and he was an informant for the fbi and he's killed Dozens of people he Whitey Bulger has murdered and never went down for it because he was an FBI informant. And the FBI just kept on, you know, because he was very much into organized crime in Massachusetts and he produced for the FBI. So it, you, you don't want to if you got a really good like informant that produces, they can literally get away with murder. And even on lower levels, they can get away with stuff like things that James is doing, like his 92nd DUI. 92nd <laughs> well, i think it's 93 now you i'm not 100 percent sure yeah it was 73 the other night i heard yeah, they, they rack up quickly <laughs> when we're dealing with james so i wonder how much james makes per call to free talk live from the fbi it can't be much because he's not actually achieving anything right well like but, 50 bucks but the fbi's you know it's just they got it they don't care yeah it's just they, they spend it whatever i mean it's 
what happens if you don't pay taxes? Men with guns come and shoot you. So guess what the slaves do? They keep on paying taxes. We have a very efficient form of slavery right now. It's way more efficient than beating people and forcing them to work when you can just collect 28% of their income. Yeah. And then property tax and all the other taxes on top of it. And if they refuse to pay that, then you can throw them in prison and collect 100% of their income because slavery is legal as punishment for a crime. So if you make that crime rejection of slavery, then I go cross-eyed trying to think about how anybody in the United States believes that slavery is somehow illegal. Well, also, and the the crime is is uh, impersonating a United States citizen. And when anybody checks off U.S. citizen on any government form and then signs it under the pains and penalties of perjury, unless they are specifically saying that they're a citizen, what kind of citizen they are, then they are impersonating a United States citizen because that's the only thing you can do as far as I'm concerned. Interesting take. More about this. And uh, you have a story that you want to get into. Yes. Further. More on that in just a moment. So stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit more about Martin Luther King Jr. and the blowback from the FBI and its stupid remarks about this man that tried to get to kill himself. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with any pay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And we've been talking about the FBI, and as Tommy Day has pointed out at dlive.freetalklive.com, the FBI is not like it was in the good old days when J. Edgar Hoover was in charge. You know, that's true. As far as I'm aware, we don't have a cross-dresser heading up the FBI these days, and that's sad. It was a cross-dresser back in the day? J. Edgar Hoover was a cross-dresser. I wasn't aware of that. All the way. He really liked wearing panties, it would seem. So anyway, you have a story about uh, what what nation? Oh, uh, I got a few different stories. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what nation you said it was in. Oh, Samoa. So this was some show prep from a while ago, actually. And uh, we had talked about, or or what it was, is a a former Google guy. uh, Let me get back into this. I'm not prepared. I'm sorry. No problem. So uh, this former Google guy, evidently, it's it's to do with vaccines and the side effects as they've been or the forces being used against people to make them accept these vaccines in American Samoa. Force vaccines. Yes. And uh, I'm trying to find his name here out. But anyways, in uh, in Samoa, I don't know if it's American Samoa. They don't really I get into it here, but they have, um, you know, uh, they are required doing mandatory vaccines and which isn't surprising i mean they're essentially mandatory here in the united states a lot of states there's not even a religious or philosophical exemption 
I mean, there, there are two types of exemptions. There's the philosophical and the religious. Some states allow the religious, but not the philosophical. Some states allow both. But some states don't allow any of them. I think California is one of them. Yeah, well, California, I believe they just banned uh, or they just put an end to um, religious exemptions. Haven't they also essentially put an end to um, just homeschooling and just parents raising their kids? Well, yeah, and that was the next thing they were working on. There was a video that was released uh, oh, about a month ago or so where there was a mom. And she's like, there are a whole bunch of them in front of the, in front of the governor's house. In California, Gavin Neesom or something is his name. And uh, there's a video of a mom saying that she will fight to the death not to have her baby vaccinated. And uh, I'm calling those moms the red pill mommies. Those are the moms I want to get to New Hampshire. Yes, they are right now probably a single issue libertarian, let's say, you know, health freedom libertarian. But if she's going to fight to the death... Uh, to protect her babies, sounds like she might be interested in carrying a gun. And, uh, you know, and, and I really think that the women you know, in general are just way, way stronger all the way around than most of the men uh, that that I've done with, I, I that I've dealt with. I've dealt with a lot of, you know, uh, growing up with the horse world. Was, most of my clients uh, were women. A lot of the young girls came to the barn and they have then be- definitely been tougher than the young boys I've dealt with. And most of the Horse women are generally tougher than their husbands or boyfriends. Interesting. Uh, is is what I've noticed. Well, they're kind of more rugged uh, individuals regardless because they're dealing with horses. I would imagine it depends on what motivates them. And for most mothers, you know, their their children's well-being is going to be an extremely powerful motivator. It is an extremely powerful motivator. And the um, – so the, the – uh, still looking for this article here. The one I thought it was didn't come up. But um, anyways, in America, Samoa or in Samoa, what they were doing was their mandatory vaccines. And there's a bunch of people who don't want to take vaccines. And they uh, were uh, so some articles say that they were putting people were putting red flags up. It was a banned article and I clicked on it, but it just went into some uh, advertisement about some InfoWars product uh, as, as I read into it a little bit. I so I found the, the prep there. Yeah, I found the old article here from NPR.org. Um, apparently, it was uh, early December that you sent it, so no wonder we couldn't find it. Uh, Samoa arrests anti-vaccination activists as measles death toll rises. Is that what you were referring to? That was one of them I had put up there. And yes, and actually, the guy that they had uh, arrested. So when you get measles, the thing to do is take vitamin A and vitamin C. And this is what people have been doing for years. And measles, I mean for the most part, really not a big deal. Just like uh, even it was covered by I mean, the Brady like chicken Bunch. Pl- chicken pox, right? Yeah. and I mean, it sucks, but it's not generally life-threatening. No, it's not generally life-threatening unless like you're malnourished in some third world country and, you know, you haven't, you know, you've never washed your hands and you have never used toilet paper. And, you know, th- these are, you know, essentially where these kind of issues happen. And they become a big deal and they turn into an epidemic. Well, what's happening now in the United States is, or in, in a lot of the modern world, especially in the United States is uh, these outbreaks are, are measles outbreaks in particular are actually coming from the actual measles vaccines. And cause these measles shed. And if anybody wants to say, Oh, that's, that's bull crap. Measles don't shed it. Here, here's a way you can prove it to yourself. Go to some transport ward of, uh, uh, not transport. Um, 
organ transplant ward of a hospital and say, I want to go see my friend in there. And they will have you sign paperwork that you haven't had any vaccines, have taken any vaccines in the past six weeks. Because if you walk in there and you have just gotten a flu shot or you got the measles shot, uh, those measles, those vaccines shed, those viruses shed out of the vaccines. You don't even have any symptoms of it. And you will kill the people in that transplant ward because they are all their immune systems are being suppressed. So the organs don't get rejected. Right. And so with these outbreaks that they're finding when they do the genetic, uh, essentially, uh, forensics on these viruses, they can see that the people who have got the measles virus now, and most of them are, are vaccinated, like there was one in Austin, Texas, not too, too long ago, where a whole bunch of kids got measles and they were all vaccinated, just like with the Romobella or the mumps that broke out on a military ship. Everyone on that military ship was vaccinated and they had to quarantine that ship at sea. I mean... Yeah. So Samoan authorities have arrested a prominent anti-vaccination activist amid an outbreak that has killed at least 63 people, most of them children. Now, I don't know much about American Samoa, but um, it probably is closer to a third world country than a first world country. Well, um, it didn't look too bad from some of the videos I had watched. The people were talking. It seems like, you know, they had curtains on their windows in their houses and it appeared like they had, you know. So is it a U.S. territory like the... I think it's something like Philippines, but the Marianas Islands, that sort of thing, something like that, where they probably have military protection and the U.S. government has some kind of, you know, cool military base there to hang out at. Edwin Tamasis has been charged with incitement against a government order, according to the BBC. What What a charge. Incitement against a government order. Yeah. Government officials say anti vaccination advocates such as Tamasis have complicated their sweeping efforts to turn the tide on the highly contagious disease that has sickened more than 4,300 people on the independent Pacific Islands. So this is not American Samoa, whatever the difference is between Samoa and American Samoa. This is the independent Samoan Islands? I have no idea. I don't either. The government has declared a state of emergency and ordered mandatory vaccinations. It shuts schools down indefinitely. This week, it launched a door-to-door mass vaccination campaign asking families to pin a piece of red cloth on their homes if they haven't been vaccinated. Now, what immediately comes to mind for me is the story of um, uh, Exodus, when they were supposed to use lamb's blood to paint on their doors to mark that they were Jewish or whatever so that their firstborns weren't killed. I mean, I'm just saying that's what comes to mind. And and in other uh, another article I had read and what this, uh, I can't remember the, the guy from uh, Google, what his name is. Uh, who was uh, doing this? This was on Band Video, and for some reason, it's not coming to the same thing. But uh, he was saying that they were putting up the red flags. Uh, the state was to because people who haven't been vaccinated yet. And other articles says that people were voluntarily putting up the red flags. It may be a mix of the two. On Thursday and Friday, and of course, this was early December. The government closed all of its offices except public utilities so that civil servants could focus on the campaign. Officials say that more than 20,000 people have received vaccines. And again, uh, this is not optional. This is government mandated. You have to do this. Or I don't know what the punishment is. Evidently, the punishment is they'll arrest you. What do you think? 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE is in free.
This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And you know, I hope to see everyone at ForkFest this year. It's coming up June the 29th until July the 5th. ForkFest 2020. ForkFest for the flippening, I'm calling it, because it's happening after the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. Happening after... Uh, the week of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, no one is in charge. So there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June the 29th until July the 5th. And where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you can have whatever experiences you want to have. Uh, you're doing man camp again this year, correct? Yeah, I'm going to do a man camp. I'm going to bring... Um pretty much just what fits in the back of the truck yep. instead of a whole trailer full of okay. uh, tools like I did last time. Last year was <laughs> definitely intense, but ForkFest is, by most reckonings, going to be bigger this year than ForkFest of the previous year, so maybe you'll regret not having all of that. Well, uh, I I know what to bring to make things happen. I just brought okay. way too much stuff because I didn't know what was going to happen, and I yeah. was going to be... Well, you never do with ForkFest, you know? You know, a couple hours <laughs> from home, and I wanted to be prepared for everything. Ladies but, Night Out is also going to be at ForkFest. Uh, we're hopefully going to have the Lawless Libertines performing in the pavilion. I still have to look into that. There's so much that I still have to do that I keep forgetting to do, but Ladies Night Out is definitely going to be happening at ForkFest this year, as well as Man Camp. I think the juxtaposition of the two is a really awesome thing. Yes. Yeah. So, a lot of people are excited uh, I've been talking to a bunch of my friends. They, they want to, um, uh, they've been, I mean, today I invited Luke Rudowski. I, I sent him an email, uh, said, Hey, we want you to come and, uh, Alt Expo is going to have like a tent to, uh, set up. So there will be, uh, like a, they were actual, at Fort Fest last year as well. Yeah. We're going to, they're going to get a bigger tent this year so it can seat like, you know, 60, 70 people without a problem. And uh, so we'll have a really good talking space, and then also the pavilions available if somebody wants to do it. But yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And and it well, well, last year it was like if someone was to go in on Ladies Night Out and split renting the pavilion for the day, because I think it's either five hundred for a day or a thousand for a day. I don't recall exactly which. And what day are you renting it? July the third. Okay. Because I figured July the fourth, people will be busy. With their own parties, that's probably when the big gay disco will be happening this year. Right, right. And all of these other things, there will be fireworks. So the fourth is a terrible day to plan anything major like that. So we're thinking the third. Yeah, that sounds good. That's good to know that. So what? So that the, the pavilion will essentially be available uh, on the third if somebody wants to split it with with you guys. Yeah. Um, that's good. I I'm gonna work some stuff into that That, because i think friday is going to be a big day up there oh yeah for sure and again that's june the 29th until july the 5th it's going to be fantastic what you're listening to right now is us planning what we're going to be doing at this awesome yearly festival in the white mountains at rogers campground you've got to come check it out if you've never been you've got to come check it out did you uh plug the telegram chat yet uh, no, you can find it at uh, the unofficial telegram chat you can find it at the unofficial website forkfest.party you can find links to the Telegram chat there as well as to the ForkFest forum. And you can tell people about what you're doing there or at liberty.menu or any of these other places. It's if it's if, a decentralized thing, so you just kind of have to make what you want. If you have an idea, just post it in the ForkFest chat or the ForkFest forum, and people will just come out of the woodwork wanting to participate, wanting to help, wanting to know if, if they, you know, if, if you need you know, a little funding or something, you want to put it there. There are 
there's a lot of people who, uh, many, many people who want freedom and they want to get maximum amount of freedom in New Hampshire. And one of the best ways of promoting it are these, is this decentralized, pretty much do whatever you want, freedom festival called Fork Fest. Yep. So let's go to the phones. We've got Mike calling from Gold Bar, Washington. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Aria. It's nice to hear you. I You're one of my favorites. Um, oh, thank you. I wanted to talk about that vaccine or vaccinations. Go for I it. I do not have children. If I did, they would be homeschooled. Um, I have some friends that have been very successful, got their kids into college or union uh, schools. Uh, they've all been, been very successful. Um, I would... If I had children and they were going to go to public school, which they probably would not, I would want to make sure that everybody affiliated with that school also has a vaccination from the janitor to people that come and visit during the day, um, because I don't think it does any good to have every kid in that school vaccinated if you've got people in the school that are not vaccinated. Why? Because if they're vaccinated, they should be protected, right? It shouldn't matter if somebody else isn't vaccinated. I don't believe in the vaccination myself. Personally, I don't believe in it. I've um, got out of the service 25 years ago. I've never had the flu, never got a vaccination. That doesn't mean that that works for everybody, you know, but I just feel that if it's going to be something that's so important, then everybody should be vaccinated. So I'm confused. See, because I don't care about everybody. Um, If I was going to send a kid to public schools and I was a believer in vaccines, I have no kids, so I have done no research into the vaccines topic. I have no opinion on it one way or the other. But if I believe that vaccines were effective, it wouldn't matter to me if none of the other kids at that school were vaccinated because my child would be vaccinated. It's it's more if they're going to tell me what to do, then I'm going to tell them. It's more of, you know, it's good for everybody. Or That's what I'm trying to say. I think everybody should do it. Yeah, Yeah, what's good for the goose is good for the gander is where you're going with this. I I just think that if they want to see my kids' shot records, and I want to see their shot records, that's all. Um, And, Jay, I got some advice for your man thing. Yeah. Is it Fork Fest? It is Um, Fork Fest, and it's Man Camp. Yeah, for the, what is it, Man Camp? Yeah, I would recommend highly that you actually bring some women to your Man Camp. So, um... Very successful item at a man camp is, is hot time out because it anyway, sounds like we just hit good- yet another reason that libertarians <laughs> created a need for ladies night out in the first place. I would go to ladies night out anytime, whether I was welcome or not, before I'd ever go to man camp. But so anyway, la- you guys have fun. <laughs> so I'm last year, the Island Freedom Fest in Washington. Hey, last Mike, year, thank you so much for the call. Most of the participants at man camp during, during the New Hampshire Freedom Festival, which is what I call the two weeks of pork fest and fork fest. Most of them that actually did like really cool things and produce stuff were not men. They were women. Uh, it, that was like mo- most of the participants there were actually women. At, at man camp? Yeah. Okay. See, see the whole idea so, was I mean, man- you had the forge there and right. all of that kind of stuff from metalworking. It was women who were taking those. Uh, there was a lot of women. that uh, The youngest uh, girl I, that made uh, a thing was um, she made a little hook. She was like seven. There was uh, some teenage girls, and there was a woman that was, uh, she was 68 years old, and she welded. And there was a whole bunch of other people in between. There was, you know, people of all ages, but definitely uh, there was more women actually participating in man camp, you know, than than boys. But the thing is... Well, because it's not gender specific. No, but it's, I I think it's the boys. It's the boys that really need help becoming men. Because the boys are just, you know, they're just not like, um, they're just, 
Did you go over like basic things like how to change a tire and things like that? Well, like how to swing a hammer. We were just mostly forging and stuff. But if yeah. we actually did change brakes on a guy's car. One of the guys who's been coming to this festival for a long time, he needed brakes on his car. So we had a few of us got together and some people learned how to change brakes for the first time. And we just did it right there in the campsite. Very cool. Uh, Man Camp, of course, happening this year. Ladies' Night Out also happening. And countless other things. Alt Expo is actually happening. We got Jack on the line to talk about Alt Expo in just a moment. 855-450-373. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And here's a Liberty update from Liberty Con. Don't miss these two very special debates. First, whether or not government is necessary, featuring David Freeman and Timothy Sandifer. David will be arguing that government is not necessary, while Timothy will be arguing that government is necessary second uh does capitalism require government intervention uh this is one that we're discussing um jackie at com, and this sounds like an event that she should attend because she is of the opinion that government is necessary for capitalism the economics editor for barons will de- uh who is gene epstein We'll debate Stephen Perlstein of the Washington Post. Epstein is going to argue against intervention, and Perlstein will argue in favor of it. Be part of Liberty Con. It's a unique Liberty Convention, April the 3rd through the 5th in Washington, D.C., for people who want to network with more than 70 pro-Liberty organizations for career advancement, business, or internship opportunities. Well, I would say when you have government involved in capitalism, it's no longer capitalism. It's what you have right now, which yeah, is it's, favoritism. It's, well, I call it fascism. Well, but yes. yeah, visit libertycon.com. Use code FTL for a $10 discount. Let's go back into the phones. We got Jack calling about Alt Expo. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey there, guys. How's it going? Going well. Hey, so tell us about Alt Expo coming to Forkfest this year. Well, we have it uh, coming to ForkFest as usual, and as we've done to every ForkFest so far, and ForkFest since it started. And uh, But we're also coming to Liberty Forum in less than two weeks now in Manchester. Yeah, I will and, be there as uh, well. I look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, that'll be great. And, you know, we're fortunate this year to have a participation of uh, LRN.FM and Free Talk Live, and uh, there'll be interviews recorded there in the, the show uh, Saturday night. The Night of Liberty Forum will will, will come from the Alt Expo room. Okay, so, very cool. We're pretty excited about that. Yeah. The, from what I understand, um, the show is going to be aired from 
uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the uh, Alt Expo room at the on well, the hotel it, grounds. It will be recorded. There. Recorded, I mean, yeah. and then it'll be it'll be recorded then. Be yeah. recorded. So if you want to sit in on a recording of Free Talk Live uh, <laughs> in New Hampshire, I love how I'm learning about this. Right now, and this, I'm of course going to sorry, um, Liberty you. Forum you for Free Talk memo? Live. <laughs> no, I must have missed that. I mean, to be fair, someone may have mentioned it to me, and I just spaced on it. So that wouldn't be it unlikely. Was actually, uh, it was a fairly last minute plan. So, okay. well, and this is why we're talking. We, hey, we're we're talking why, about oh, it. Aria. By the way, you're going to be hosting Free Talk Live Saturday afternoon. Two 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 weeks uh, ahead of time, which is great. So if you want to sit in, now this is a rare opportunity because are you going? Uh, well, we'll see what the baby situation is. Oh, yeah, good point. So it's I don't a know. timing issue. But, uh, uh, you know, for years, Free Talk Live recorded at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. They would rent a room. Uh, the, the, yeah, the media above, room. Yeah, the media room. That's how Call to Freedom did it in 2017. And that hasn't happened since the whole, like, schism thing. You know, we don't like Ian Freeman now, whatever, Koch Brothers money. I'm not sure what it's all about. I haven't figured it out. <laughs> but... Um, so this is a pretty rare opportunity. So if you are at Liberty Forum, uh, or if you're not even at Liberty Forum, you just want to show up and come to hang out at Alt Expo, uh, do you need a ticket to go to Alt Expo, Jack? Uh, no, the hotel is open to the public. Um, I mean, I think people should go to Liberty Forum and Alt Expo, um, because I'm a big supporter of the Free State Project, but I don't always agree with what the corporation does, the Free State Project, Inc., yeah. But the Free State Project is us people moving to New Hampshire to rally together and, you know, increase our numbers and have more effect by having more of us here. More effect to do what, Jack? To become free. All right. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll give you a real short history. I know we don't have a lot of time, but, uh, you know, the libertarian movement for a long time it has been has had people with a lot of different ideas and Various different people try to say theirs is the only way, and uh, sometimes it happens in an organization where they just focus on one aspect of the uh, the freedom philosophy and all that. So when it came to Liberty Forum 2007, I was one of the first organizers, and uh, everybody wanted to talk politics, politics, politics. And my evolution through the libertarian movement was that politics is the problem. I mean, Carl Hess wrote, this article called The Death of Politics, and it was one of the most influential uh, things in the early libertarian movement. So I said, well, what about the alternatives? You know, and they said, what, you mean alternative energy? And I said, no, alternatives to everything. You know, if we don't believe in the political system and we think that promoting the political system won't lead to more freedom, then what's the alternative? And it turns out people out there are doing alternatives in education, money systems, energy, all that stuff. the money system, of course, is an example of super successful alternatives and some that are not so successful. So like Liberty Dollar was a big thing at the early early Pork Fest. Uh, he had some defects in how he was trying to make, uh, you know, uh, silver money work. And then along comes somebody, whoever Satoshi is, and invents Bitcoin. And so not only was it a really successful alternative, and of course it's had its ups and downs, but on the net, it's had lots of ups. and It's so a very positive development for freedom. Yeah. So people that developed that alternative and patronized it and utilized it early on actually proved that freedom works. You know, they actually... So uh, Alt-Expo is essentially uh, pro-agorism? 
it's pro that you should work actively work outside of the political process to acquire more freedom? Well, well agorism, and I'll explain the uh, difference in the pronunciation at the event, but uh, it's the philosophy that you can only get to free market by using free market means. So it's an alternative idea, alternative philosophy or strategy. <clears throat> and so we think alternative strategies like agorism should be considered. And I'm actually a big proponent of agorism. Oh. So it'll, there'll also be all kinds of other things. There'll be alternative business solutions to some of our freedom problems. Alternative security solutions. For, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That uh, sounds cool. And we usually, so what will you we be doing at Liberty Forum this year? Well, we'll be in the Adams Room, which is a, a function room on the main floor. Uh, a lot of times we've had our Alt Expo in an upper floor, or we've actually shared some of the function rooms with uh, the Liberty Forum establishment. But this year we've got our own room. It's called the Adams Room. And uh, we will have the, um, the Free Talk Live recorded interviews. And then we usually have what we call speed sessions. So once an hour, every hour, we'll have a different talk. And uh, I'll have to publish that later. And In fact, I'll get on Shire Society. I'll, I'll chat it up there some, too. Yeah, that would be great. That's uh, ShireSociety.com, I think, is the website. Yeah, I knew it was here somewhere. (laughs) For some reason, I was thinking it might be ShireForum.com, but no, it's ShireSociety.com. So, yeah, that would be great, Jack. Uh, Do that and shoot me a link to it, and I will make sure it gets out to the Free Talk Live listeners. Cool. That sounds great. All right, I look uh, forward. We will also... Go ahead. I just want to throw in one last thing. You had uh, some discussion on before I got on about vaccines. There'll be some very interesting information about that. There have been, it's been like a running gun battle of, you know, health freedom people against people that have so much fear of disease. They think that one little virus is going to kill all of humanity if we don't all get vaccinated. So we'll have talks on that. And it, this is a scientific subject, and I'm a science guy. I do applied science every day as an engineer. And so the science side is with those of us who are critical of some of the government lab work that uh that tries to keep everybody in fear excellent good point so be another topic covered awesome i look forward to it hoping that i can attend some of these speeches uh that's uh happening in manchester of february the first and february the second it's liberty forum at the best western hotel okay it's actually cool. a london dairy uh address but it's basically best western manchester will get you there or if you go to liberty forum just google liberty forum 2020 it'll show right up you'll find out all you want to know about it yep and of course uh i will be there uh chris wade will also be there of think penguin another ftl host so it's going to be great head on over that's libertyforum.com This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Jay. And I want to say thank you to David, who is tonight's amplifier. He's a silver amplifier, which means he is giving $5 a month to the AMP program. And $5 a month is all we ask. You can find out more about it at amp.freetalklive.com. If you happen to like what the show is doing, then you might consider joining the AMP program because AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. So it's money that is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote. Free Talk Live, you can help us reach a larger audience, which is always good. 
and we certainly appreciate it. David, thank you so much for the contributions. It also comes with a number of cool features like an AMP-only chat room on Discord, AMP-only call-in lines, an AMP-only Facebook group, and other cool little features like that. But the biggest thing is that you get to help Free Talk Live reach more ears. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's keep going right into the phones. We got Kirby calling from Indianapolis. Kirby, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Doing good. What's on your mind? Excellent. Well, first of all, vaccines. Uh, my personal experience is I got all my vaccines when I was a child and still caught the mumps. Uh, so I'm not sure about how effective they are. Um, and uh, I got a question about Pork Fest. Um, okay. Pork Fest and not the Porcupine Freedom Festival, right? Yeah, Pork Fest. What you guys were just talking about. Okay. Land camps and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Is it anywhere near Lancaster, New Hampshire? It is in Lancaster, New Hampshire, yes. Okay, excellent. Because I was looking for places to go shooting when I'm there, and there's a decent little range not far from Lancaster. Well, we would love for you to stop by Fork Fest. And maybe, uh, you know, years ago, and. Uh, you can open carry there. There was um, a shoot off off site at a shooting range not too far down the road there was a, a porcupine David, I mean, i'm sorry kirby there is a lot of background background noise thank you so much for the call that's an excellent question of yep. course there is a shooting range nearby and uh there are people i know of who know what that shooting range is called and uh they could possibly uh it's the dalton range it's uh no longer held there though it's been moved Oh, it has been moved. But so there is a, an area that's available because actually the Dalton Range is where I met you at, I oh, believe. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that was one. Of, well, I might have met you before that, but I can't remember. But oh, you, you're the first time I shot an AK-47 was with you. Oh, it was probably and, mine. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, and it was up there. But yeah, if somebody wants to organize a shoot during uh, Fork Fest, um, I mean, if that uh, would be wonderful, get on, get involved with the chat. Uh, what, what, what's the guy's name again? Nicole? That's Kirby. Kirby, Kirby, get on, get in with the uh, Telegram chat, and just start talking about it. If that's something you're interested in doing, get a bunch of people together and go up there and teach some newbies. And there will be a lot of people who will volunteer. Uh, maybe we could even have a gun church service up there. Uh, that would actually be a really cool thing. That uh, up, cool. at that, up at that uh, shooting range up there. Well, Kirby, thank you so much for the call. Let's keep going. We got Ralph calling from Maine. Ralph, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. I want to mention a few things about uh, vaccines, seeing how uh, Maine uh, had voted, uh, well, the legislature voted that we'd have mandatory vaccines. We became the fifth state. But uh, the citizens got together and uh, came up with 80,000 signatures uh, plus to uh, revoke that. And that's going to be voted on shortly in, in March during the primary. And uh, So is this a direct it, re- referendum that is happening now? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, the signs just started showing up all over the place. But, uh, you know, I mean, I have two children, five and ten, that I'm raising. And, uh, you know, I I have big problems with it. I mean, like, not just mercury and aluminum and and, uh, animal-derived parts and and, uh, preservatives like potassium sorbate, but uh, aborted baby DNA in in vaccines. I mean, like... uh, Well, as far as I'm concerned... 
it doesn't really matter whether or not the science says that vaccines are effective. Um, they certainly don't have to be mandatory. If they are effective, then in the long run, the people who do not have vaccines will die out. There you go. Then then the pro-vaxxers wouldn't have a problem, right? Yeah, and the, the problem will solve itself. When, when I was young, it was like about eight or so vaccines. Now we're up to like almost 80. And do you realize that there's 270 some in the pipeline that they want that they're developing? Well, sure, because do you know that. So in 1986, the federal government limited the liability of the vaccine manufacturers. So they, they had right. none. And also what is I just heard a thing on NPR the other day. Uh, while I was driving around New Hampshire, we get no cell phone service, so I couldn't listen to you know LRN. But uh, that since 1986, the the major pharmaceutical companies have not produced any new like antibiotics. They haven't done any research on it because all their effort is in the vaccines because it's a huge. Uh, for-profit thing yeah. there is no liability if you can just produce a product it doesn't have to go through any fda safety testing if you go on the cdc's website they list 15 different studies uh how vaccines are so safe not a single study conduct has a controlled group that didn't get a vaccine they have not done there is no gold standard double blind placebo test done on vaccines and uh well, until I mean, that's in done, their defense, it would be unethical of them to do one. That's what they say. But, you know, I haven't had any vaccines. I know hundreds of people that have ha- haven't have had vaccines. I know all kinds of kids. You know, I don't have any allergies. I don't have any, is- any issues with that. And a lot of my vaccinated friends have allergies. Almost every time that I meet someone who's got some kind of chronic illness or bad allergies, I say, were you vaccinated? Oh, yeah, I was vaccinated. And I, I know I've known Amish kids my whole life. I grew up dealing with Amish families and they're tough as nails and they're not vaccinated. They're born at home and all kinds of stuff. Well, Ralph, thank you so much for the call. Let's keep going. We've got David calling from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you only got a minute left. So voter fraud, uh, another one of these little um, uh, corruption things in New Mexico. If, you, if anybody's interested, uh, voter fraud, Española, New Mexico. This is a fun one. The uh, wife of a city councilor uh, running for mayor to get him elected or reelected to city councilor. She got a whole bunch of absentee ballots. This woman's name, last name is Seeds, Laura Seeds. And she forged a whole bunch of signatures and all this stuff on these absentee ballots, about two dozen of them, uh, and uh, got her uh, husband reelected to the city council by two votes. So it, it paid off for, for them. It's rather a fun read if anybody's interested. Espanola. Uh, New Mexico voter fraud, Laura Steeds. Did she get busted? Cool, David. Thank you so much for the call. I like it when you don't have a lot of time. You call, you're succinct, you say what you want to say, and you're gone. Thanks, David. Have a good night. Uh, Let's keep going. We got Jay calling from West Virginia. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. And it looks like we lost him anyway. I don't know. I imagine that the thing that David just said there is probably not even true. But that's too bad because it's David. He is convinced that it's true. And who knows? It may actually be true. But I. Go ahead. The wife of Espanola City Councilor Robert Seeds has been found guilty of tampering in the 2016 election in which her husband won a district four seat by two votes. Well, that's cool. And also, when I was talking about this uh, American Samoa thing, the guy's name is Zach Voorhees. He's a former. Google whistleblower and 
it, I went back to, I couldn't find it on the original website, and I went to Ernie Hancock's freedomsphoenix.com and Googled it and, and just in, in his search put Vaccine Samoa, and it showed up. And we don't have much time left, but uh, check out freedomsphoenix.com because uh, he's doing an inter- interplanetary file sharing system to where they are downloading all of the important stuff that doesn't need to be getting scrubbed from the uh, internet. All the great videos that YouTube can just dump. Uh, uh, Derek and Ernie uh, are keeping them alive for us and other people can participate in this also. Very cool. I mean, speaking of vaccines and stuff like that, it was actually vaccines that caused me to lose all respect that I had for Alex Jones shortly after I began, you know, digging down the rabbit hole of libertarianism and his just insane conviction that bird flu was a New World Order plot to get everyone vaccinated and sterilized and things like that. And then bird flu came and went and nothing happened. Well, no, it wasn't bird flu. And he never said, oh, I was wrong. Sorry about that. It's Gardasil. It's all the vaccines. Well, he went and specifically targeted bird flu as a plot by the NWO to get us sterilized so they could load us up into FEMA camps. I mean, he went out there like he does because he's Alex Jones and he's nuts. They don't have to load us up into FEMA camps. They just, you know, if if most of us don't reproduce, they got the slaves are a whole lot easier to deal with in a couple more generations. Yeah, but you know, the, his inability to retract himself when he was actually proven wrong by the events that transpired made me just go, okay. I mean, he makes good movies. Like the Obama deception and others, but as far as... game, yep. Yeah, that was a good one. But uh, he's a lunatic. Head on over to freetalklive.com, though, to check out the show archives going back more than 10 years. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you really like it, you might consider checking out the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com.